0: Right. Stand up. Sit down!
1: Welcome to Scream 101. I'm Brennan Klein.
0: And I'm Shannon Shalakian.
1: And today is the final week of our summer camp visitation. We're going to be visiting Cheerleader Camp later, but first, let's get into our 10-word reviews. Shannon, you have one now.
0: I do. First time in a long time. I know. A friend came over, so we watched a movie. That's so sweet. Uh, We watched Pokemon 2000, also known as Pokemon 3, also known as Pokemon Revenge of the Unknown or something. Really? Uh, yeah, there's like a title for it. Isn't that weird? Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, me either. Oh well. Um, also,
1: sorry. I just just before you get into it, I, was was every movie that came out that year called Blank Two Thousand? Because I feel like that's true.
0: Well, come to find out. Oh, oh yeah, probably. Because the Y Two K stuff was it. like yeah.
1: And the Backstreet Boys album was called Millennium. People are like, look, I mean, there. This movie isn't called Cheerleader Camp Nineteen Eighty Eight. Like right. We were so obsessed with 2000.
0: Yeah, totally. I don't know. It was it, it was a big deal. Um. So Pokemon 2000, shockingly beautiful film about childhood denial.
1: Oh, that's lovely. Uh,
0: I'm Pokemon obsessed again. Yeah.
1: Good. That's a great movie.
0: Yeah. It it really was. It's also the only the second movie Pokemon movie that I own because so I own the original 1998.
1: The, Pokemon. That's a great, really right. sad movie.
0: <laughs> In VHS form, however. Okay. And then this one's the only one that I have over DVD. That's, nice. there's, That's a good one. There's 19 of them.
1: Yeah, Sergio and I watched a couple of the newer ones. and it's they're crazy. horrifying. Um, here are my 10-word reviews. And for the record, in case you're counting, I cheated a little bit, and I counted a movie title as one word. Whatever. <laughs> um, okay, here are my 10-word reviews. The ones below. If you want good pregnancy horror, just watch Inside again. The Nice Guys. Loved it. Not just because I want to kiss, kiss, bang, bang, Ryan Gosling. And Heathers, a delicious dark comedy that's worth the dreadful first act.
0: Yeah, the beginning of that movie is atrocious. It's a
1: gauntlet. You have to earn the good parts.
0: Yeah, honestly. Alrighty. So, like Brennan had said, this week we handled Cheerleader Camp, which we both have seen before. Um, But we watched it in the presence of each other. So, uh, it's like rewatching for the first time. Um... And first, we start with our discussion. There will be spoilers. Brennan, take it away with the plot.
1: All right. A cheerleader, her boyfriend, colleagues, and a team mascot attend a competition spoiled by murder. That's all That's all I got. And that's, that's good. And that's really all there is. It's
0: actually not a bad plot. We've had some pretty bl- bad plots recently, and that kind of summarizes well, the Basically, movie.
1: Basically, cheerleader camp has almost no plot. Um, the biggest thing in the plot is that the main character, Allison, played by Betsy Russell, has, like, dreams that are bad? Yeah. And she's, like, supposed to be a red herring for the killer because this is, this is a post-Nightmare on Elm Street world that we're living in. So these movies are very influenced by that kind of, like, rubber reality, dream-like thing, but it's yeah. handled
0: so poorly. It is, yeah. And they try to imply that every time she goes to bed, she's, like, killing these people in some sort of trance because she takes these drugs and gets all drugged out. But... It, they just, they don't follow through with that. Yeah. Well, you know? she's
1: got the reefer madness.
0: Yeah. I don't know. That's weird. Um. So we rate scariness one to five screams, campiness one to five perms, gore one to five severed limbs, and quality one to five unlucky stars. Brennan, why don't you take it away with scariness?
1: Okay. Um. You might lynch me for this, but I'm going to give it two out of five screams, and here's why. The movie is not scary at all. It's a really, really low class example of a like a very late period slasher film it's not a good film but the nightmare sequences are pretty good like there's um there's kind of a recurring motif of these pom-poms that are kind of like razor blades that keep slashing people open and they just kind of do capture this sense of just um inexplicable anything can happen it's very weird and i like that and it kind of freaked me out a little bit
0: Right on. So I actually am going to agree with you. I will also give it two what? out of five screams. But for a different reason. I actually thought that this was like a pretty well, pretty good, well-sounded, um, like, mystery. There's a lot of suspense involved. because okay. Because, well, I mean, because every single person had a reason to kill everyone. Like, um, well, not every single person. There were several contenders for who was killing everybody. And... Uh, There was no way anyone was going to predict what happened at the end. Like. Yeah, well, it's
1: because it's so arbitrary, though.
0: That's true.
1: I mean, it is a fun ending. Which, by the way, there are spoilers in this episode. And the ending is Allison's best friend, Corey, who plays the mascot, has secretly been killing everybody. And she's going to pin it on Allison because she wants to be number one, I guess.
0: Yeah. Which is never played up, which is why it, it does so well. Is that never once does Corey say, like. Yeah. I'd love to be you or, you know, whatever. Uh Corey's always just nice and people just keep like, essentially, I was going to say something (laughs) way worse, but (laughs) they keep like putting her down for being the mascot. You know, they're like, you're just a mascot. Yeah,
1: literally the line is said you're not a human you're a mascot
0: <laughs> yeah so it's so it's so funny um but she is like a killer mascot like she ha <laughs> killer mascot um she she's actually pretty good there's like a scene oh, yeah. where she's like dancing in her mascot outfit her little, it's
1: a, is it an alligator or a
0: crocodile it's a gator yeah oh yeah okay yeah um and we're, we'll get into that later i'm sure but yeah so two out of five that's probably really high it, it is
1: absurdly high, but I'm at least glad we agree.
0: Yeah, who cares? Um, campiness, I'm just going to give it a 4 out of 5. It nice. is classic 80s. Uh, you got crop tops into the high heavens, hair that gets way teased out.
1: Literally to the high heavens. Yeah. Uh, um, this, this one girl, Teresa, like every time the camera cuts away from her and cuts back, her hair is like a foot taller.
0: Yeah, it's, it's pretty funny. It's pretty great. I don't really, I mean, we've kind of beat the campiness stuff to death. It's just, it's a very campy movie. Brennan, it's
1: classically campy. Yeah, go ahead. I, I actually gave it three out of five perms just just because there are a lot of really boring sequences in this movie.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But they, when it's campy, it is solid. Like, first of all, the plot is mainly just a series of 20 second vignettes where it's like, um, Allison wanders into a creepy building. Cut to her boyfriend is stuffing his underwear with a washcloth. Yeah. Like, it's so arbitrary and strange. Yeah. Um, and there are a lot of very cartoonish sleazy moments where like all of the dudes who work at the camp, like there's this sleazy camp chef who, who is shades of Sleepaway camp. And there's, um, I don't know. They're like watching all the girls and they're being all like, <laughs> and one of them sprays himself with a hose <laughs> in
0: order to keep himself from doing stuff.
1: Yeah. And there's a part where a uh, Timmy, who's like the really, really overweight guy who's on the cheerleading team for some reason, mm-hmm. he doesn't really do anything. But he's spying on all the girls at the lake and they're having like a bra taking off contest. Yeah, I guess. And they catch him, but he comes out and he's like, Mrs. Doubt fired out. Full drag. Yeah. Full drag, bra makeup, wig, dress. And he's like, Oh, don't mind me. I was just bird watch. It's the weirdest thing. Like, it's just a really inexplicable fun movie. And there is a genuinely fantastic scene of the mascots eating at the lunch table and they're all trying to shove We will talk into, about like, that. Okay, is that... Okay, I'll, we'll, we'll, I'll, put a, I'll put a pin in that. So what's your gore score, Shannon?
0: Gore, I'm going to give it 3 out of 5. Okay. It actually um, is pretty good. The blood effects could be better because it looks like tempura paint. Um, but, you know, that adds some charm. Uh, there are a couple of really good effects, though, that is... Su- they're surprising for this film just because, like, the level of everything else is kind of really low, but then the gore is actually pretty good. Um, so there's... we're gonna talk about them okay we'll just talk about them then but there's some pretty good good ones there's like two or three
1: i totally agree i'm giving this a two out of five severed limbs because most of the kills are um off screen off screen or just not really yeah or they're like in silhouette or whatever but when there is gore the gore is solid yeah like i was very surprised there's one sequence in particular that we will talk about where i was taken very off guard because i haven't seen this movie in a long time and i was kind of shocked yeah
0: it was nice remembering everything. It was nice, like watching it again, and being like, "Oh yeah, that's yeah, right." Just
1: completely slipped out of my brain. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. Um, which kind of goes to, to goes into our quality score because obviously we both saw it and we didn't really remember very much. We remembered the ending, and we also remembered
1: the the boobs on the rock. The
0: boobs on the rock. <laughs> um, the bra which taking is, off contest. Which is my signature drink. Boobs, <laughs> boobs on the rock um but what did you what did you rate your quality score
1: um i rated it a three out of five unlucky stars it was very close to tipping down into a two in the third act which mm-hmm. is just this endless dull scene of people running around through the woods mm-hmm. but it's got a supr- it's surprisingly funny like it's a very primitive sense of humor it's very collegey um, like sex romp but there are some really good edits in this movie which i didn't think i would say but there are some like great smash cuts that are kind of like punchlines, and mm-hmm. i was like how are, how is this movie of all movies doing this right oh and by the way um this is a co-production with the u.s and japan um the company who made it is Daye who made a whole bunch of uh kaiju movies back in the 50s which is crazy of
0: course uh, I actually will agree with you. Three out of five. Okay. Um, I would definitely watch it again. I mean, obviously, because I watched it again. Uh, um, but it was just quality, and it was fun, and and um, a good good movie to watch with a ton of people. So.
1: Yeah, it's it's straightforward. It's it's the parts that are quality are surprisingly solid.
0: Yeah. All right. So our favorite segment champion dialogue. Brennan, what was your champion dialogue?
1: All right. Uh, my champion dialogue. This is. Uh, after a heated uh, practice session, they all decide to cool down by the lake pool, whatever. It's a lake with rocks. Um, and the big fat dude, Timmy, um, he's a sea pig, like in the house in Sorority Row. Um, but he's like the grotesque, obligatory prankster guy. And he like s- swims up to someone and bops him on the ass. And this is their conversation that ensues.
0: Which is, oh, I was just playing tag. Tag my ass. Okay. That's a great line. Yeah, we both laughed at that, which I think. Um, yeah, like it's very it.
1: it's very sophomoric, but it's another example of the f- film just actually being funny on purpose, which I enjoy.
0: Yeah, and having kind of like a good tempo to it, like it was in, it didn't seem forced, which usually in these kinds of movies, especially in the eighties and the horror quality, absolutely, it just seems forced. But that was like good. It was like good chemistry. Um, so mine is also kind of one of those moments. Uh, they show up to to cheer camp late. You know, like every good camp cheer camp movie, and um, they're taking roll, and this is what one says:
1: Brent Hoover, all district yell leader. Got it. Simple present will suffice. Bonnie Reed, A
0: simple present. And I just thought it was funny. Bonnie is a is a underrated character, and she is very much like a the, like the pure innocent one. And uh, it was very, very funny to hear her, that be her opening line, kind of.
1: Yeah, that that's definitely a joke I made in elementary
0: school. <laughs> right, exactly.
1: Um, yeah, it was fun. I agree.
0: Yeah, good stuff.
1: So let's see if your favorite character matches up with your favorite dialogue. What's your favorite character?
0: My favorite character does not. <gasps> what? I know it's actually the handyman.
1: His name is Pop, by the way. Is it really? It really is. That's
0: funny. Pop the handyman. So, I feel kind of conflicted about this cuz he's very strange cuz he does he 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 kind of has the Yeah, he kind of has the pedophilia um feel to him. Well, uh,
1: it it's not as gross because these people at the camp are of age. They yeah, are like they're college. In college.
0: But it's still like he he looks like he's like 75. So it's it's like not normally acceptable in modern day culture, blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> um but on the other hand, he's the one who like here, let me carry your bags for you, and then he'll be like, um, "Oh, let me do this for you." Or it's hard for me to work here, blah, blah blah blah. So I just love when these movies have like the camp staff, like just people who work at the camp, and doesn't really they doesn't really matter who they are, and they have the staff that works for the the specific camp that's going on. So you have like Dee Dee, who is the the camp director for for the. Um, cheerleader part so she's like an ex cheerleader and blah blah blah, this this whole deal and then you have these two like raggedy guys who have no care in the world about cheerleading and they're just they're kind of they add a lot of character to the entire movie so that's what i liked about him
1: yeah and he's full of such like folksy down home southern phraseology like all of his lines are The best thing that's ever written. And I think his performance is actually probably the best of the entire cast.
0: I agree. And he has a lot of airtime. For this being about
1: cheerleaders. cheerleaders, Taking off their tops.
0: Yeah. He has a lot of airtime. Yeah, you're right. Yeah.
1: I mean, he is great.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And my favorite character is the one that you mentioned. Her name is Dee Dee Tipton. She's (laughs) in charge of the camp. And she's like the snottiest, most stuck up, like skank in the entire world like you can tell she's she's like one of those stage moms like if she had a kid she'd be toddlers in tiaras seeing her and let's just say um if if this movie were made today she'd be played by Judy Greer yeah really well i might add yeah and there's a great scene where she just gets drunk and she goes out out looking for the girls and she has a little flashlight and she's like oh what does she say oh she, oh she like trips and then she says are you okay and then points the flashlight at herself and she just nods <laughs> <laughs> She's great. She's real fun That's to watch. Right. She's a real vamp.
0: Yeah, that was something else. Definitely something, something else. Ugh. All right. Um, Your favorite scene. What was your favorite scene?
1: Uh, my favorite scene actually also contains Dee Dee. Um, much like the Mel, the camp director from Sleepaway Camp, she wants to avoid bad publicity. So when the sheriff comes, oh, the, the first death is one that could be ruled a suicide. It's a girl with slit wrists. Right. Um, so the sheriff is called and she's like, I don't want this publicity to get out, you know? And so she sleeps with the sheriff, but it's the most ridiculous sex scene ever. It, it, it's a, it's a lock for a screamy nomination for best sex. Scene.
0: Yeah. It's funny.
1: It's, she's like, let me slip into something more comfortable. And she puts on a cheerleading uniform and then he starts like doing pretend football and she starts cheering for him. And then he like leaps onto her and as they're doing it, she's just like, yes, yes and waving her pom-poms in the air it's the best thing i've ever seen oh but
0: you're missing my favorite part about it is that he says he says like oh i see the um what's that thing in you probably don't know the the the
1: goal post
0: yeah the goal post he's like oh i see the goal post to which she like throws herself back on the bed and puts her legs up like they're goal posts that's great like it was so funny
1: it's pretty solid
0: yeah so what
1: uh, what's your favorite scene i have have an inkling yeah my
0: favorite scene we were talking about it's just it's a very simple scene it's just like you kind of go across and it's all the mascots trying to eat through their costumes and most of them have like these really long straws that they're able to like fit through their costume and you go all the way to the end which is Corey, and she's trying to eat with her mask on and so she's got this hot dog that she's trying to shove in the nose hole of the skater and then she can't do it, so she tries to shove it in like the side of her of the gator's mouth, and it doesn't work. So that she like takes off her head and is like, "This is ridiculous. I'm not going to do this." You know, like this is no way to treat humans. To which Didi comes in and is like, "But like, you're, like, you're not, not a, a human. <laughs> you're a mascot."
1: Another reason to love Didi.
0: I know. So it was. It was just. It was like a really funny scene because all the mascots look ridiculous. Oh yeah, and that's they're.
1: What, it is that was my second choice for yeah, favorite
0: scene. It was great. It was great all right so on to the, Splatterdome. Splatterdome. <laughs> the-
1: splatter dome splatter dome all right and now a moment of silence for those who have departed us
0: susie's wrists are slit
1: pam is stabbed through the back of the head with shears
0: Teresa is hit with a van
1: dd is stabbed in the back with a cleaver
0: Timmy is axed in the tummy.
1: (laughs) Sheriff is hit in the head with a bear trap.
0: Pop shot to death.
1: Bonnie is strangled with a phone cord.
0: Brent is shot.
1: And yeah, so out of those kills, which was your favorite, Shannon?
0: Um, mine was probably the first, uh, aspect of really good gore that we saw. It was where Pam, who is the bad girl, um, gets stabbed through the back of the head with, um, two, like, large garden pruning shears, and it comes through her mouth, like, perfectly. Um, so you just got the tips, like, sticking out of her mouth. (laughs) Just the tip. (laughs) Just the tip. And Uh, my automatic response was like, wow, they aimed that so well.
1: Yeah, and that was that was actually my favorite kill as well because it was so unexpected because it comes after, like, 40 minutes of nothing. Yeah. But also the gore is surprisingly good. Yeah. Like, it's real solid. It's um, the best gore scene in the movie, but there are other gore moments that are pretty yeah. decent.
0: I mean, they have a pretty good effect with um, the Timmy who gets slashed in the tummy. Timmy. And then you, f- you see, like... A whole like bunch of like, inten- yeah, intestines fall out. So that was, that was something else too. All right. Well, I'm glad that we agree on that as well. Um, who would you resurrect? Who was killed?
1: Um, I would resurrect Bonnie because she was just so sweet and cute, and she did not deserve the. the let's let's call it a colliding. That Me she got. too. Yeah, she got strangled with a phone cord after. Like, the supposed killer has been killed, and, and it was so disappointing. She
0: was so sweet, and she won Queen, which is so well-deserved because uh-huh. she's adorable.
1: For exemplifying the virtues of cheerleading, which is the highest standard of humanity, right. according to Dee Dee. Exactly. Dee Dee
0: Tipton. Exactly. Um, I am a failure at life because I have not achieved such high standards. Oh, um, she was so
1: great, and she had a good pep talk about um, <laughs> the, pep. Little tra- the little ch- train engine that could, where it's like, if we think we can
0: and think we can we can I know she's like I read a book once about a train. <laughs> I think she said
1: I, I think she said choo choo also. Like she's so she's so sweet.
0: Yeah, it was cute. Um uh so we agree on that one. Who would you murder? Of uh, this is a
1: this is a tough question cuz there's not a lot of people left alive and I cheated a little bit cuz I would bring Brent back to life and then I would kill him again. <laughs> Because Brent was the worst. He
0: was the worst. I agree.
1: His girlfriend is suffering from bad dreams and thinking that people are being murdered. And this is uh, this leads to her not exactly wanting to have sex. And also, her boyfriend's just been cold-shouldering, ignoring her even before all this. So she's like, you know what? I'm not feeling it. And he's like, well, fine. I'm going to go hang out with Pam and then the second Pam's like, Are you sure we should do this? He just storms off and leaves her in the woods yeah. to die. Yeah.
0: And then and Tim Timmy's like, Yo, your girlfriend, she doesn't look so good. Maybe she needs some attention. And he goes, Well I need attention too
1: when when I'm just I like know. get stuffed like, Brent and not just your underwear. That's what
0: he wants, yeah I know. So ugh Yeah. So, yeah okay. who would you murder? I would murder the cook because the cook. Oh yeah, he does survive. He like survives. He like gets away. He's just creepy and weird, and he he allowed um, uh, a dead body to be stored in his kitchen, which is unsanitary, unsanitary to keep a dead body in a in a freezer. Um, where I'm,
1: do you want? Where do you suggest we keep it, Shannon?
0: <laughs> six feet under. I don't know. Um, but yeah. So just I would murder the cook. I don't know. Whatever. Fine. Yeah, games.
1: We have one game. Okay. Uh, it's one we haven't done in a while. The Divination Game.
0: The Divination Game. I'm pretty game. excited. There's some
1: crazy careers that these people have had. Oh, good. All right. You ready? I'm yes. gonna give you I'm going to give you the future careers of three of the actors in this film, and you have to guess who they are. Okay. All right. Our first actress, um, she did not have much of a career for a while, but then mm-hmm. she came back in a big way. She played Jigsaw's wife in five Saw movies.
0: Whoa. Uh, mm, The the Allison?
1: Yeah, you're right. That's Betsy Russell who played Allison. And that's her other major horror role. And it's done her well. Way to go. All right. Our next actor, he's male. He has been in everything as a lot of generic characters like security guard or bum or whatever, but listen to this list: he's in Back to the Future Part Two, Pumpkinhead, The Fog, Maniac Cop, They Live, Sorority Babes in the Slamball Bolarama, and Mac and Me.
0: <laughs> uh, it's pop, right? That
1: is pop. Okay, yeah. good.
0: Yeah, because he looked familiar, so that must have been what it was.
1: Yeah, he's been in everything. Yeah, and he was the best performer in this movie. Like he was an actual actor, just yeah. like minor roles in everything yeah seeing it all uh, you're two for three so far let's yeah. see if you can continue this streak all right let's do it okay this next or this uh next and final actress she has only had like five or six credits in her entire career but three of those credits are three of the most notorious sequels ever filmed the first one ninja three the domination the second one break two electric boogaloo the third one, Grease 2.
0: Goodness. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I haven't heard of two of the three of those sequels. Well,
1: okay. Um, Ninja 3 is one that got a recent resurrection via Scream Factory. Oh, okay. It's kind of like a cult hit. But um, there's a joke in... Have you never heard the joke where someone's like, Oh, you're ready to see, like, Woman in Black 2, Electric Boogaloo. Like, that joke happens a lot.
0: How does that joke happen a lot, Brennan? People say it all the time. You gotta hang Do out with you? cooler people. Yeah, oh I've
1: heard it everywhere. <laughs> that's on podcasts, so funny. in real life. Like, it's a really common joke, and that's where it came from, and this actress was in it, and you have to guess who it is.
0: Okay. Um, Pam.
1: No, actually, Darn. it was Lucinda Dickey who played Corey.
0: Oh, Corey. Corey was great.
1: Corey in the
0: house. <laughs> Oh, God. All right. Well, that was a good game. I still, uh, I still win by majority.
1: Yeah. And we. I feel like we learned a lot here today. We did, indeed. So let's go on into our final
0: statements. Shannon,
1: do you have a recommendation for people who agreed with you about this film?
0: I have two recommendations. What? I know. Um, my recommendation for a horror movie that is big on friendship is hor- Sorority Row. Not House and Sorority Row. Just Sorority Row, which is the remake um, and it's and, one of the
1: most decent remakes of
0: that cycle. Yeah, it's amazing. I love that movie. Um, but it's it's big on friendship, so you can kind of look into that. Um, but also, if we're going to talk about a cheerleading movie, you got to watch Bring It On, which is on Netflix. Of course. So uh, non-horror, although it's horrifying, believe me, <laughs> um, but essential. Especially, I think the most horrifying about that film is that nationals are at dominguez hills
1: which is not a real it's college. not a real college we're not making fun of it i just i've never heard of
0: we it. just make a joke about every time we drive through carson and we see the sign for csu dominguez hills and we've we just we don't know anyone who goes there we don't believe it exists
1: yeah it's just ghosts
0: yeah yep and what is your recommendation all
1: right uh, my recommendation is a camp movie with plenty of boobs it's friday the 13th the final chapter which is my favorite friday the 13th movie i was going to recommend it on our part three episode which we did not get to so i decided to carry it over for now because i thought it was appropriate um tom savini comes back there's some really solid gore the writing is very john hughes-esque uh crispin glover is in it and Corey feldman it's a great film you should check it out
0: wow that sounds that sounds pretty phenomenal <laughs>
1: And onto our clue section. The answer to the clue from last week is that next week we will be watching American Psycho, Psycho, Psycho. I made a joke about, um, I think it was like adding a letter to Batman or something and giving him a chainsaw because Christian Bale is an American Psycho and his character's right. name is Patrick Bateman.
0: Oh, which is Batman! With an E. I thought I thought you were gonna I thought it was gonna be Batty Man, like he's crazy. And then I was like, that's two letters, Brennan. <laughs> uh,
1: and also, that's the weirdest clue. Um, no, this is okay. solid. My clue was great.
0: All right, and, and luckily we we're watching the movie and not the musical. Oh God! Because that looks horrible.
1: It. I, I saw an article that was like it got snubbed at the Tonys, and I was like, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, here's our clue for the episode two weeks from now. What do Gigli and Jammin' the Holograms have in common? They're both about as respected as our upcoming film, where we're dipping back into the muck of 2015. Oh boy! And if you have a guess to that clue, if you want to contact us to, I don't know, give us questions, comments, concerns, um, you can find us on Twitter at Scream One Hundred One Pod via Facebook at Scream One Hundred One Podcast. You can find us on, uh, you can email us at Scream One Hundred One Podcast at gmail.com. Find us on iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review us, and give us a five stars.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: And we'll be playing you out with the cheerleading rap from the cheerleader camp. Oh soundtrack. God.
0: Start with Allison,
1: she's so fine But look at her long or you'll go blind Next is Pam, she comes out with a bam And will tell you
0: this, she ain't no sham
1: Next is Ronnie, she acts kinda funny Steal your heart, but not your money can not forget Teresa, she's got what it takes Putting her on this team was no mistake Do you have any last words to say to the good people, Shannon?
0: Yeah, every time that you do a clue, even though I kind of like I like we talk about the lineup and we like go over the movies, um I always forget by the time that you do the clue. So I'm always like constantly like you say the clue and as you say the clue I'm like trying to figure out which one it is. You know? So it's fun for everyone. It's fun for everyone. Um but yeah. So All I'm right. I'm in the dark.
1: <laughs> and we will, well, I'll tell you I'll okay. tell you off air. Yeah, thanks. All right, bye, bye,
0: everybody. Bye-bye.